Today's episode of InVibe Life Conversations podcast is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. When you become a mom, it's a different level of tired. And look, everyone's tired. Like 2020 and life right now in this world of like digital, we're all tired, like whether you have kids or not. But I don't know. It's like, you know, when you just don't have a choice, like you're like, I don't have a choice. I have to get this done. Um, you know, and I'm very lucky that I have a very supportive husband who does not mind, you know, diving right in and being a super involved dad. I don't think that's the case for all women. Um, you know, but it's like, you just live tired, but you have a different source of strength. And she is absolutely that source. It's like, she will motivate me to, you know, work harder or work more. Welcome to In Vibe Life Conversations with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. By tuning in, you are joining a community that will inspire you to increase balance, wellness, and joy in your life. We'll offer expert information and insightful conversations to help us on our journey to live more in vibe. For more information and articles, remember to also check out our website at invibelife.com. That's E-N-V-I-B-E-L-I-F-E.com. We're grateful that you're here. Welcome to InVibe Live Conversations with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. And today our special guest is Erica Brennis of Real Mom, Real Tired. And so Erica, go ahead and tell us a little bit about your journey and how you came up with that really cool name because it does embody most of us. <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm just a real mom who's real tired and like <laughs> never going to get to take a nap, you know, like napping and sleeping is never the same after you become a mom. Um, one day, one day yeah. you'll get to. Yeah. <laughs> Once, yes. That so is you the, got about 10 years the, and no, you'll get to. No, the biggest benchmark in my life as a mom so far is my youngest got his driver's license a couple months ago. That was my major touchstone or turning point I've been waiting yeah. for. It, it's it like that. Make a difference. Little, yeah. The level of independence there is nice, but then it's like a whole new set of just like things that make you exhausted and worry. And yeah. like, yeah, when you're yeah. staying up until midnight every Friday and Saturday <laughs> night, that's for yeah. sure. But yeah, <laughs> it, it's, but it's the best thing not. ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh so man. Yeah. Have- a big career journey as well. I know. It's like when people are like, what do you do? I'm like, Oh my God, how do we get into this? So my, you know, and I'll try to keep it somewhat brief, but my journey, my career, I guess, started, um, when I became a news anchor and reporter. So I'm from Austin originally and went to Texas state and then went to, um, to start my, my life as a news anchor. And, Started that in 2005. So it was before this world of social media and podcasting and video, you know, like it was still very traditional 
um, way to consume content in 2005. And during that time, so I started in Wichita Falls, Texas, and then worked my way up to Waco, Texas. Uh, I was big time. And, um, but this is all in my early twenties and I worked weekends and nights and I missed out on so much. I missed out on weddings and funerals and family reunions and births and birthdays. And so at the time I'm like, you know, 27 kind of thinking, what do I want to do? And simultaneously Twitter was taking off and Facebook was really getting going and YouTube was getting going. And so I was kind of seeing this world of digital media and digital marketing, um, And so I kind of chased that. I met a woman who became my mentor and I moved back to Austin and started a video production company in 2009, which was the middle of a recession. If you remember that Wow! Um, great time to start a business, which is like, I mean, it feels like 2020 all, you know, right. It's kind of like starting one in the middle of a pandemic, right? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, so that was sort of my first go at this world of like digital marketing and selling, trying to sell companies on like, Hey, you need video. Um, but I had that, I I do love being on camera and I just, I love TV news. And it just was one of those things that didn't, once you got, once I got in it, there's so much to it that I was like, I don't know if I want to do this forever. Like, I don't think I want to work Christmas forever or Thanksgiving or new year's Eve. And literally you will work all holidays in TV news. And so, um, but I was turning 30 and, you know, in Austin and was like, I got approached by the CBS station and they were like, Hey, do you want to come back into TV and do morning traffic? And I was like, well, that actually sounds really cool because traffic in Austin is suddenly becoming a huge problem. This was, <laughs> yeah. And this was like 2012. So it, traffic was bad and, yeah. you know, it's only gotten worse, but um, I thought that would be really cool. So I went back into TV and did morning news this time around. I was on evening news before um, and loved it. I mean, I never thought I would like doing traffic, but I loved it. I thought it was so cool. It was constantly changing. It felt like this, like breaking news at all times. And I, I did that for three years during that time I got married. Um, and, and I ended up meeting this entrepreneur here in Austin who had started a company that ultimately got acquired by Daimler Mercedes Benz. So I ended up leaving. I got bought out of my contract and went and did this. I was the director of interactive content. Um, (laughs) Very, very big time and worked with Daimler, got to work with a a big company. It was super fun. And man, a German company takes care of their employees. It was really great. Um, it was, it was so fun. And, and we, I created a show and it was, it was just a blast. And, um, it it was during that talk a little, a bit about this later, but it was during that time that my like whole fertility journey began. We had amazing benefits, which was really great. Um, but we went through a merger and acquisition and ultimately the Austin office closed and I would still be at this job if I could, cause it just, the team was great and everything was wonderful. But so in the spring of 2017, we, the Austin office closed and I was six weeks pregnant. Oh. <laughs> so, oh. so no one knew at that point. I was like, great, I'm losing my job and I'm six weeks pregnant. This is super <laughs> fun. I went I did go on an interview um, for another full-time job. So oh. sick. Oh my God. My oh, first yeah, trimester, I, I was just like, 
like the whole yeah. time was so nauseous. Uh-huh. Um, I had to sit through six, six interviews with people at, during that interview. And I was like hanging on by a thread. <laughs> But anyways, needless to say, didn't get the job. And since, so since the spring of 2017, I've been freelancing, doing digital content and I've had multiple clients since then. Um, and I launched my blog after I had my daughter, um, I was juggling clients and I, at the time she was 18 months old. And that's when I was like, real just mom, a real, real mom tired. who's real tired. And I, I, <laughs> I know it was it. That was it. And I was like, I wonder if that's taken. And I like go online. I'm like, huh, that, that URL is open. Let's see yeah. if the Instagram handle is open. So that's kind of where all that was born. But I just really wanted a platform to be able to share life experiences and, you know, whether it's just as a mom or as sort of kind of an, uh, an entrepreneur. I mean, an entrepreneur, I don't, a working mom, a mom, <laughs> all I mean, you're doing it all. You know? Yeah. So it's been fun. I've done, I've done all kinds of fun stuff since then. I've worked as an on-camera spokesperson for some big brands and it's been great. The blog has enabled me to do that and I still have clients now. And so I kind of just, I don't know, I do all the things with like digital marketing and I've been able to be on all the sides of it from you know, being pitched by PR, pitching media, doing the digital content, running influencer campaigns, being paid to be an influencer. So it's really fun to like see all the different sides of it. So that's that's my journey. (laughs) Speaking of your journeys, let's talk about your fertility journey. You, you yeah. that was a, a little bit of a struggle. Not a little bit is well, probably an that, understatement. I want to even back up a minute and say that I love that you view your platform as a way to bring light to that issue. That was a really meaningful part of your life and a difficult part of your life so that you can help other people. And yeah. I think that that's incorporated into your mindset and your mission with your um, platform. Well, thank you. Yeah. I think that we have definitely evolved over the last few years, even of more and more women are talking about their fertility struggles or miscarriage or whatever it may be. Um, I think that's sort of the beauty of social media. There can be a lot of negative negativity around it, but it has enabled communities and women to, and men also, I, I have a lot of men that they're, they're dealing with that with their wives. And so some of the things I talk about, they really appreciate it too. So, you know, you forget, like, there's so much focus on the, the woman, yeah. Yeah. but it's like, it's really hard on the guys too. Um, you know, I think a lot of women spend years and years and years trying not to get pregnant, <laughs> doing all <laughs> of the things to not get pregnant. And then right. finally you reach the point in your life where you're like, okay, let's do this. And you think you're going to like have sex and just get pregnant and then it doesn't happen. And you're like, huh. And I have heard from so many women. It's like the second you say, Ooh, I'm ready to get pregnant. Like let's start trying. And then it's like, well, that's not very fun. You know, every month. (laughs) I've heard that too, from the man's perspective where the woman's like, I'm ovulating. I'm ovulating. First time ever, a man wasn't ready when you're like, come on. (laughs) I know. Not exactly sexy to be like, drop trowel. You know, maybe maybe for some it is, but you know. Yeah. So it's this crazy experience. And like so many, I mean, so many women have this issue. And 
when you really dive into it, the miracle of life is like pretty fascinating, all the things that have to happen in order to get pregnant. So, um, you know, and, and yeah, so that was, I guess we started trying, um, probably in like 2015 and at the time, so back up a little bit back in 2010, I had started it. This is the weirdest thing. My uterus was twitching. That was the best way I can describe it. I was like, okay, I'm not hallucinating. Like what is going on? Of course you Google uterus twitching and it's like pregnant. (laughs) I was not pregnant at all. Knew I wasn't. So I go to my OBGYN and I have an exam and they do an ultrasound and they're like, you have fibroids. Well, my mom had had fibroids as well. And she had a hysterectomy, like pretty, or like, um, I want to say either her late, late thirties. And she had me when she was 25. So by 38 or 40, she was like, we're Mm -hmm. done. (laughs) Um, so, so she had a hysterectomy because the fibroids were a big issue. They weren't really a big issue for me. A lot of times fibroids can cause really bad cramps and really heavy bleeding. That was not my situation. I just had them. So the OBGYN at the time was like, just wait. There's no sense in taking them out because they will regrow. And if you don't know what fibroids are, they're basically like non-cancerous mm-hmm. tumors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're I that and people ask, I'm like, I don't actually really yeah. know. I think I they're like just your mom. I developed them later and yeah. having an early hysterectomy. Yeah. So they're like, mm-hmm. I don't know what their tissue, but whatever. So they were there and sometimes they can be a problem and sometimes they can't, and they can grow sort of in three different areas on the outside, on the inside or in the lining. And so I had outside and in the lining. Um, and so, you know, we, it's 2015 comes around and we're like, let's start trying. And then we try and we try and we try and it doesn't work. And we start to do the like normal testing you go through. Um, and then she's like, well, we'll probably need to take those fibroids out. But at the time, this is, something that I think is really important when it comes to your health in any capacity is to find someone who will listen to you, right? Like, yeah. And get a second opinion and do what you need to do. Um, because I went to her and I said, I I have to pee all the time, like all the time. And she, and I was like, do you think one of the fibroids could be like pressing on my bladder or something? And she's like, no, I don't think so. And like tried to prescribe me an incontinence medicine. And I was like, yeah. So that's actually not what I said. Like I didn't say I was going, I just said I needed to go. And so that one was when I was like, I know I, this is not the doctor for me. So you just have to really listen to your body. Like, you know, your body as better than anyone. Right. Um, so, and a, a friend of mine, I just referred to my new OBGYN cause she was like having a similar experience where she's like, I just feel like no one's listening to me. So, yeah. So then we, you know, I end up finding a new OBGYN, but it was ultimately the fertility doctor that said, we need to take those out. So she went in laparoscopic. And so at the time was when I have worked with this, the Daimler Mercedes-Benz company, and they had absolutely amazing health insurance. And I got to have all of my treatment for free, which is crazy. Um, I know. I mean, it's a huge burden lifted when I, and it's something I'm fully aware of when I talk about what we went through, cause it's like that financial burden is really hard. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I went, had this major surgery, it's called a myomectomy and 
it's basically a C-section. She tried to go in lap. She went in laparoscopically to try to remove them. And, and then she saw there were, she ended up taking out 12. <laughs> One was wow. like the size of a baked potato that was sitting right on my bladder. bladder. Just wow. as I had thought. Yeah, you knew. Yeah. Wow. And it was even causing some gastro issues. So it was like, it would, they just were a problem. Um, but that was, yeah, that was, um, a big major surgery. Um, and that surgery is ultimately why I had to have a C-section because it was like, I would have technically had a V-back. Mm-hmm. So, right. So. Right. Been there too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was crazy. And then we ended up uh, like a couple months after the surgery, I was like, something's not right. This is like crazy. So we, I went, had to go to an endocrinologist because one of some of my blood work was off. So a lot, it's, what's really interesting is that when you have fertility issues, a lot of times you will also see an endocrinologist because ultimately your endocrine system is what controls all of your hormones and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I went to the endocrinologist, had to get an MRI and they found a prolactinoma, which so prolactinoma is like a tumor in your pituitary gland. And that's what controlled the reason it was a prolactinoma is because it was messing with my prolactin level, which was causing me to not ovulate, which was why we weren't getting pregnant. Like, so there was nothing, Ah. you know, like, so (laughs) I know it's crazy. So I had this MRI, I got on this medicine, got that all taken care of. And then Baker, I got pregnant with Baker. Um, so that was like December, 2016, January, 2017, and then got pregnant in February of 2017. Wow. And now we're doing it. And, you know, we kind of talked a little bit before this of like, I don't fully go into everything we did because people do have so many, and we can talk about that in a second, but like Mm -hmm. the opinions around fertility issues are very interesting. I don't know if y'all have experienced that kind of thing I, or I did you know, not there are I feel like there are people who have opinions about everyone's mm, life choices right but that so I mean <laughs> a couple of takeaways I have already is the biggest one is how unique and personal your story is but it's like that for everyone I know and kind of the bottom line or the biggest takeaway is know yourself and trust yourself get those yeah. Seek those professionals who will listen to you and see you for who you are, listen to you for what you're saying. And that can make all the difference in the world. And that can apply beyond a fertility journey. Gosh, especially, I mean, this is so fraught with emotions as well as the medical um, complications or pains or issues your body is going through. I know. I know it is such an emotional journey for sure. And yeah, every single person's story is different. And then there's parts of it that are the same. So I think it's, it's finding that, that balance of like, you know, how do I seek advice from my friends or family? And some of the things that I've learned um, you know, and talked really candidly with close friends, they're like, wow, I am so glad you were able to share that with me because no one else has had that. And it's such a good, like a, that perspective, um, you know, and then, uh, I I think trusting the timing of it, like when you're, when you're in it, it feels all consuming because it is all your thing as women, we kind of like live and die by this cycle, right? We know every month this is going to happen. We're going to, you know, have cramps and da, 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 like all this stuff. And so 
you know, when you're in it, it's kind of like, oh my God, is my period going to show up this month? Is it not? Like what's going to happen? So it feels all consuming. But then when it happens, you're like, oh, can you imagine? Like, I've heard this from women too. Like, um, I don't know if y'all follow the Bobby Bone show, but Amy. Yes. Yeah. Amy and I went to high school together. She's awesome. And she talks a lot about like, if we had not, if we had done, if we had kept down this fertility journey, then I wouldn't have gone to Haiti. I wouldn't have adopted my children. Like, so no matter how you end up becoming a mom, it's like when it happens, it feels like the perfect time. And that's what I'm like, just hold on. It's hard to believe it in the moment, but just like, believe it. Like it'll happen. You might not, it might not happen the way you thought, but like it'll happen and it'll be great when it does. Uh, (laughs) That's beautiful. That's so true. It's, it is, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just, uh, it's very interesting. And it's like you said, you having this idea in your head, what you think it's going to be like and how it's going to go. And I have, that was probably the first time in my life when God basically told me, ha ha, you're not in charge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is going to go the way I say, you know, Yeah, I know we're not in charge of any of it. Right. Like we can try to like, ah, right. Hold on to, and, and, you know, go. And yeah, go with the flow and surrendering. Of, yeah, it is such a lesson in surrender and continues to be. Right. You're yeah. just getting started. Like we're, <laughs> I know. we're on the other end. And so I know, y'all. One thing, we've had so much fun following the pictures of oh. you and Baker because we are, first of all, both only boy mommies. Yeah. And oh second God. of all, our boys are older. So mm-hmm. she is adorable. We've had so oh, much fun watching along when and living vicariously. Her little voice. We're like, Oh my God, look how cute she is. (laughs) They're little. I mean, like the little voices are the best. And yeah, we have this fun thing. I just posted, um, over Thanksgiving. So my husband is actually in charge of Bevo who is Amy is so excited about because she's a UT grad. I'm at all the games. (laughs) I actually have a little thing to poke in. A weird thing happened this week. And I live in Barton Creek. I live in South, in the Barton Creek area this weekend, there was a longhorn on the loose. It's been on what? the golf course. It's been in my neighborhood. It's been going into other neighborhoods in this area. It's not Bevo, Craziness. right? It's not no. Bevo, but it looks a lot like him. Not, that is so not the- as big and handsome as Bevo, but. <laughs> who's, who's missing their longhorn? How did it get out? Don't we don't know. The sheriffs have been trying to wrangle him. It's been crazy. That is so funny. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's, it's so fun. We take Baker's picture with Bevo every year and she's actually named after the owners of Bevo um the baker so when I say that he's in charge of Bevo most people think oh like do y'all live on a ranch or (laughs) not at all he is so a lot of people don't know that UT does not give money to Bevo um so he's in charge of all the fundraising and like all the logistics around everything um I mean trying to keep the the guy the handlers in line and the silver spurs in line right. and I mean he and, and you the know bulldog not biting him <laughs> I know y'all I could just I'll I could go into that Bevo I will set the records right Bevo does not hate dogs and he, <laughs> yeah he doesn't we have a picture we have a picture of this Bevo licking our dog so like Longhorns don't 
hate dogs. Like it's just, (laughs) my in-laws are Georgia grads. So, oh boy. (laughs) Yeah. And Bebo and Uga had met the day before. Anyways, I could, I actually really can't comment because there's a lawsuit (laughs) going on right now, but don't even get me started. (laughs) Maybe we'll, we'll circle back. We'll have a follow-up podcast after a while. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. My husband has to be like, shut your mouth. <laughs> Cause I'll just be like, bah, 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 bah. yeah. So yeah. But anyways, that's a, it's a fun thing. And there Ricky's been close to the bakers for 20 plus years. So when we found out we were having a girl, we we're like, what do we want to name her? We're like, what about Baker? We're like, oh my God, that's her name. Yeah. So my yeah. son is named after a former mentor and boss of my husband's same thing Aww, long time yeah. pseudo father for him yeah but, so speaking of baker though let's get back <laughs> yes. how you manage the chaos of running a business while you also have this adorable three-year-old am I right oh, three-year-old yeah she just turned around. three in October yeah I mean it is so hard right like you know I, I think it's different, you know, you know, this, like when you become a mom, it's a different level of tired and look, everyone's tired, like 2020 and life right now in this world of like digital, we're all tired, like whether you have kids or not, but I don't know. It's like, you know, when you just don't have a choice, like you're like, I don't have a choice. I have to get this done. Um, you know, and I'm very lucky that I have a very supportive husband who does not mind, you know, diving right in and being a super involved dad. I don't think that's the case for all women. Um, you know, but it's like you just live tired, but you have a different source of strength. And she is absolutely that source. It's like she will motivate me to, you know, work harder or work more or like, even, even little like exercise. Like I'm like, I got to exercise because I got to work off some stress because I know that'll make me a better mom. And this is, I'm like, I still have 10 pounds of, of Baker weight. <laughs> that, like, I'm like, I don't know that it's ever going to come off, you know? Like, so it's not like I'm saying like, Oh, exercise. And it's like this thing that's not hard. Like it is hard to fit it all in. Um, but you just have to, you know, but anyone, anyone with a, uh, a kid or more than one kid with a job, with a husband, with a house, with pets, with friends, with family, with like, I mean, it is hard to balance it all and juggle it all, but what are you going to do? Like, you can't give up. Like, there's no like sick days as a mom, you know, like you just do it. And I feel like you really don't know what it's going to be like until you're in it. You can think, you know, and the choices you're going to make and how you might or might not adjust your life. But until you have that baby there, you don't really know how yeah. you're going to feel about it or what you're going to do or what will and won't work for you and your family. And yeah, your spouse makes a big, what, what right. their lives are like, what their jobs yeah. are like. It all makes a big difference. It does make a big difference in your yeah. choices and what you can and can't do, you know? Yeah. And you know, it's. Like I talk, one of my dear friends who is a female entrepreneur and very successful at, she is wildly diligent about her time. Like she is like, miss, like will not answer my call if the kid is napping and she's got to take 
the 45 minutes to work. Like, you know, whereas I'll be like, Hey, just right. You know? <laughs> um, so, and she's, and we talk about this a lot cause it's like, it's it, a lot of it does end up falling on the woman, no matter what, like, right. I think it's naturally like the default is like, Oh, there's an issue with the school. The school typically calls the mom. There's this, the, some, they'll call the mom or like the kid wants this. They'll ask you the mom. And I'm like, um, there's enough <laughs> literally yeah, yesterday. Yeah, Baker was like, true. put it that way. Cause that's what I've called myself for years. I've always said I'm the default. Yeah. Like the thing that no one else will do or the situation that no one else will handle. Everyone just assumes I'm going to do it. Like you guys pick and choose what you take off my plate, whether it's the kids as they get older or even my husband and then everything else just falls to me. I know yeah, it's I'm so thinking. true. And think about like the one, cause her husband is an entrepreneur also. And it's like, when you go to a conference, you kind of just go like, yeah. Yeah. You know, you might pack your bag, you might give a little bit of consideration into what you're going to wear, but like for the most part, you just go. If I go to a conference, I'm thinking of, okay, does the baby have enough diapers, clothes, formula, Healthcare. whatever? Um, do, who's watching the baby? Do they have this? I know, probably yeah. pages of lists and schedules oh and like instructions. Have, yes. Mm-hmm. What is their schedule? Where do they need to be and when? What's their homework assignment? What do they... And then, oh, by the way, we have to get dressed. Like we've got to take a shower. We've got to shave. We've got to do our hair, our makeup, our nails. What are we wearing? Does it match? What? So it's well, like it's 2020. Just... It only has to look good. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have on comfy pants, but it's like, it doesn't even compare when a woman needs to go do something like it just takes 10 times more effort than it does for a man. And then when you have a kid, you throw a kid in the mix and it's like, and the thing is we think through all of those things too. Um, but you, you find whether you have a kid or not, it's like you find this source of strength that it's like, you know, we can multitask in ways that it's like, someone should give us a medal, like all the time, you know, like, dang. Like I did, I used to show up like when I'd go to, when I was breastfeeding Baker, I'd like, you know, get everything ready, get to class on time, do the workout after having breastfed, did all this stuff. And I was like, what'd you do this morning? Like, you know, I mean, what we do, it's, it's, it's pretty phenomenal. Like, I don't know. I, I think women are incredible and you just tap into, there's no, I mean, is there a proper balance? Like something's got to give, you know, like, and I think a lot of times what gives is friendships, you know, like you really narrow down your circle of friends. And it's like, at some point in life, you can't really bring on a whole lot of new friends. Cause it's like, I might give, yeah. Like I might have five, maybe 5% of my time for friends. And so who can I squeeze in into that little bit of time? Mm-hmm. Right. That makes sense. And I mean, I think for a lot of women, self-care goes, self-care. yeah, uh-huh. that goes out the window too. And so, I mean, that's the first advice I'd give, even looking back on what I did and didn't do is be compassionate with yourself, be kind, and it's okay to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put yourself on the list. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I just got Botox last week <laughs> and last month, like over this last month, I got a BBL facial. Like I 
And it's crazy how, and that is the first self-care I've done in like years, like true what's self-care. A, what's a BBL facial? Oh my God. Oh <laughs> my God. Okay. A lot of people have heard of IPL, right? Like, mm-hmm. so it's a light that uh-huh. like, I mean, I had a freckle. I'm going to have to tell this story on Instagram. I had a freckle <laughs> right here. It is gone now. This is an infamous freckle because when I was a reporter in Waco, <laughs> right? I was trying to get, they're called man on the street interviews. It's when a poor reporter, bless their heart, are in the middle of nowhere, trying to wait for people to walk by and get interviews with them. And so I was in the middle of nowhere (laughs) and we're in this neighborhood and I got to get interviews about something that happened in the neighborhood. It's my least favorite thing to do. And I find this old man, he's like smoking on this old, like stub of a cigar and it's wet and it's disgusting. And I'm like, well... F it, you know, like I got to get this <laughs> And I'm like, excuse me, sir. Did you hear about what happened in your neighborhood? Like, would you like to comment? He's like, oh, sure, sweetie. But hold on one second. <laughs> he takes his nasty cigar out of his mouth, licks his thumb. No. 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 I was like, ah, it happened in slow motion. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I was like, it's a it's a freckle. <laughs> so the freckle is gone, never to have. I mean, it, these are when people are like, "Why'd you get on TV?" I'm like, well, "Let me tell you this one story. That's just one of the many reasons." Um, anyways, but yeah, so it's it's like it will take away brown spots and age spots and broken capillaries and redness. Wow. And I went to this great gal, Laurel Corinne studio. Um, and yeah, she's actually running a special right now. Uh, if you tell them <laughs> real mom, real tired sent you, okay, I'll look awesome. 50 bucks out. but sh- it, I am blown away by the results, but it, and it's just, it's a reminder, like honestly having something like that done, my skin looks so much better. I feel better. I feel more confident. I want to put the effort into maybe exercising more, eating healthier. When you feel just not your best self, I feel like it just permeates all other parts of your vibe, right? Like, exactly. I mean, so, and I saw this thing like a shower is not self care, ladies. Like, <laughs> you know, like, but that's where it's come. Like, oh, I took a shower and it's like, no, no, like that's basic hygiene. Like, so, you know, that's where I was at one point in my life. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I got a shower. I got my hair washed. Hair washing was like heaven. Mm -hmm. I'm getting out of that. Amy's helping me get out of that. Mm -hmm. Cause you stop doing things. Like you were talking about how hard it was to go to a conference, right? Yeah. I just stopped traveling because it was too much work. Right. Totally. You know, so. I know it's a lot. It's exhausting to think about like, mm-hmm. you know, even like the going to the zoo, it's like, okay, well we got to get the stroller and like, do we have wipes? Now do we have hand sanitizer and a mask and what all do we need? Like, there's just so much to think about that. Well, yeah. I can't tell you with the little bit that I would have to travel for work. My husband would call and be like, Hey, I think Silas has a stomach bug. What do I do? I'm like, you can't, the nanny can't come. You can't go to work. You can't bring somebody into our home. If the kid has a stomach bug. By the time I got home, it had ran through the house. They all had it. There was laundry everywhere. The The nanny had dropped off a bunch of like Lysol wipes and stuff on the <laughs> kitchen, on the front porch for them to have and food. Yeah. For 
did eat, but it was a disaster. The whole house was just, I know it was bad. I know. I mean, and that's part of it when it's like (laughs) how to balance it all. I'm like, well, do you have a how, I mean, it's hard to balance it all when you don't have kids. Like, yeah. So it's a different formula for everyone. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I mean, we made the choice for me to leave the workforce for a long time because we had three kids and a business all to grow. Just, yeah, we couldn't, we couldn't, that was our best solution. Mm -hmm. We thought, so there was that divine timing too. Yeah. Everything doesn't have to happen the same day. It can all have a season. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that's like, just remember that, you know, the way it works for you isn't the way it works for someone else. And I think that's really important to remember, especially when you are in that the throes of motherhood, like with little ones, like, Oh my God, well, little Timmy isn't crawling yet. Or like she won't sleep or this or that. It's like every single baby is different. Every single house is, you know, like some of my friends live and die by like a schedule. They want routine. They want this, 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 but it's like, that's not really how we trying to follow this like super strict schedule is more stressful. Like I got to be able to go with the flow and like pivot whenever, you know, mm-hmm. whatever That's we need cool. to, cause mm-hmm. you know, but it's uh, yeah, it's gotta be what works for everyone. And yeah. I don't know. You know, I really do think it's good for conversations like this to get out there. Cause I feel like I didn't have a lot of great role models when I yeah. was young on, I mean, I thought I had to have this law career in the office where I was there 15 hours a day or not at all. I didn't, you know, th- there were middle grounds I could have found and didn't cause it wasn't mm-hmm. that yeah. to me. So I, yeah. you know, think your story is great getting out there and giving, Moms and young women, um, that perspective on, there are a lot of different ways to do this and you can find a way that works for you. Yeah. And follow your gut, you know, follow your intuition. It's strong. Yes. Yes. Definitely. So what we like to ask all of our podcast guests, and we've kind of covered this a little bit, (laughs) but we really like to know what do you do on a daily basis to bring a little balance into your life or fun, calm, fun, whatever you're looking for that just kind of feeds you for that day. What is it that you need to do to have that? I would say I probably pick between like three things and that's either trying to get in a workout and that's probably my favorite. Mm -hmm. Um, well I say that as I'm about to tell you what else, (laughs) (laughs) but like dance parties, like I love putting on music and like dancing with Baker. Baker loves to dance, um, which is so, it's so cute. And then, or going for a walk, like just what we have a great little, like we live on a little horseshoe and we can just walk and it's fun to take her on a walk. So if I can fit one of those three things in, then it's like, okay, that was great. But the exercise to me is the best, like getting my heart rate up, working out some aggression and stress. It's like, that's my number one, but I definitely don't get to do it every day at all. Yeah. Great. I love it. It's so nice to hear what everybody's little things are. And you'd be surprised. There's a lot of different things that people do. So it's been inspiring to hear these. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much for joining us. And if you guys want to, that are listening, go ahead and check out Erica's website at realmomrealtired.com or follow her on Instagram. You can 
see all the stuff that she's talked about here and get to see cute little Baker. And we'll link (laughs) those things in our show notes. Definitely. We'll have links there for everybody. And thank you for joining us today. Oh, thanks, Amy and Cheryl. Y'all have been so fun to talk to. Oh, thank you. All right. Bye y'all. Bye. Thank you for listening to Imbibe Live Conversations. For more information and to join our community, be sure to check out our website at invibelife.com. We look forward to sharing with you.